Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, this is the last part of our Unit 3 stuff. This is the media. Uh, if you're looking in the textbook and things like that for your vocab, it is Chapter 7. Um, I'm going to run through some things from this PowerPoint. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, there's no PowerPoint, obviously, uh, but you can download it from the uh, eClass page if you'd like to. All right. Uh, so first off, what is the mass media? Um, uh, I think you probably have an idea of this. You know, we, we probably correlate the media with newspapers and TV and things like that. But it could be almost anything, really, radio, um, <clears throat> you know, magazines that are out there. Uh, the things we know, the TV and the newspaper news, stuff like that. Uh, there's a lot of kind of new stuff being added to it with um, the Internet adding web pages and, and blogs and, and things like that <clears throat> that also make up a part of the the uh, the mass media. And it's influencing, you know, having a, a, a reaching a broader audience, more people um, are, are willing to, to jump onto a free blog or. Uh, look at a free website instead of you know, paying for the newspapers and things like that. Newspapers are actually kind of uh, almost a dying, dying thing. Okay. Um, all right. So vocab word here, media event. This is something that uh, usually po politicians will do. And uh, it's kind of a stage thing where they have planned it out and are well prepared to be doing exactly what they want you as the viewer to see them doing. All right. Uh, hey, we're going to go visit a children's hospital. Let's get the media there so they can watch us, you know, shaking hands with the, the sick children and, and things like that. And it's media events are usually going to make them look really good. All right. Um, the number of, or the amount, since we've been talking about campaign finances, about 60 percent has got uh, is how much they spend on TV ads. Uh, that is probably the biggest one of the biggest chunks of their. Um, <clears throat> their expenditures, campaign expenditures. And this is why they like to do media events because if they're doing a media event and they get the media there, what don't they have to pay for? Well, they don't have to pay for that airtime. So that's media events are free airtime, basically free advertisements for <clears throat> politicians and candidates running for office. Um, so they like to, to do those kinds of things. Uh, investigative journalism. Uh, this is think back to Watergate. All right. After Watergate happened, uh, the <clears throat> the reporters for the Post, they dug into uh, the story and they they got kind of to the bottom of it. And they're the ones that brought a lot of the stuff uh, in Watergate to light. Uh, but that's what investigative journal journalism is, is that detective-like reporting. Uh, you might see it sometimes as the watchdog function of the media where they are looking out for the wrongs that the uh, politicians are doing. OK, um, you know, here locally. You have the uh, the Channel 2, Channel 4, or ABC, CBS, Fox News, and they all have their their investigative team. Um, the last mayor of Atlanta, I can't remember his name right now uh, off the top of my head, uh, Reed, maybe Kasim Reed, I think. Anyways, they did a story on him because he was in his caravans. They returned the lights on the the uh, 
police lights on and they would start blowing through uh, red lights and things like that. And so the, the, the news team, the investigative team, ran a, um, a story on that and I think put a stop to it. So that's something they do. Uh, this does create a kind of uh, some tension between the media and political leaders because political leaders a lot of times feel like, well, the media is just out to get me. And every every questions uh, trying to get a, a gotcha moment uh, on TV and, and things like that. So uh, it's it's something that's necessary. It's that linkage institution stuff where they're letting us know the wrong things that are happening. Uh, sometimes they're letting us know the good things, but letting us as citizens know what our politicians are doing. Uh, and sometimes you know they're they're not all perfect. They don't always do the right thing always. So uh, the media is there to watch out for that. All righty. Um, Uh, the FCC, that's the Federal Communications Commission, uh, they were established a long time ago, 1934. Their job was fairly easy back then compared to what it is now. Alrighty. Uh, they were created uh, to monitor the airwaves. And really, you know, they, had, <clears throat> they had the radio and a little bit of TV. Uh, TV was you know, not very as big a thing as it is now, obviously. Uh, but that was you know, what they were created for. And now, not only do they... Do they watch the airwaves, but um, they also um, are going to, they can take licenses away. So if you uh, are a news station uh, or just a, a TV station in general and you do something wrong, you know, they can take stuff away from you. Uh, the main thing I want to talk about though is the, the last thing they do, and that's uh, enforce fair access for political candidates and office holders. All right. So that's the next couple of things we're going to talk about. Uh, there's something called a right of reply rule. So if you bring somebody on, to your news station or your radio station or your whatever it might be, and they attack someone else, their 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 uh, opponent, then the person that was attacked has the right to respond, and the FCC could be called in possibly uh, to enforce that. Okay. There's also the equal time rule. If a station sells advertising to one candidate, they have to be willing to sell it to the opposing candidate. They can't just say, "Well, you know what, uh, Donald Trump, we're not going to sell any time to you this this go round," or uh, whoever wins the Democratic nominee, hey, we're we're Trump station. We're not going to sell to you. Okay, they can't do that. If they sell it to one person, they got to sell it to the the other person. Narrowcasting. Uh, this is kind of what we're used to nowadays, uh, and that is a station devoted to a single topic. Um, think CNN, their 24-hour news, uh, MTV. Used to be music. Now I don't know what they do. To be honest with you, um, ESPN Sports, <clears throat> uh, the Cooking Network, something I like to watch um, and think that I could cook like that, even though I know I can't. Um, but they're devoted to cooking, okay? Uh, but they are where they're devoted to one single topic. And uh, you know, we have this news cycle now. Go nowadays, it goes 24 hours. It doesn't stop. Um, and I, I think it's a problem. I, I, I think. Let me get my soapbox for just a minute. The fact that we have news stations that are on 24 hours a day trying to fill fill airtime is a problem because sometimes they have to. They feel like they have to run something. So stuff that's is really newsworthy gets on the news. All right, uh, and then the internet is obviously changing the game. Uh, anybody can can do anything almost on the internet. Uh, you, you know, you're blogging. So you could turn yours into a political blog. Once you're done, you could write news and you could get on <clears throat> Twitter and, and tweet stuff out and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you're going to podcast at the end of this, um, this class. The last final project is a, a podcast that you'll do. So you can start podcasting your political beliefs and things like that. 
Um, so we, we, we can, you know, we can do a lot of things and there's a lot of sources for news. So we got to be careful, watch out who we're, we're, we're pulling from. The other problem with that stuff to me, and um, this is just kind of my personal opinion, is the fact that there's a race to be first. It's no longer who's right. It's who reported that first. Uh, and if you follow any reporters on Twitter, you know, one of their big things is, well, I was the first to report it. I was the first to report it. Sometimes it doesn't matter if they're right. They just were the first ones there. Okay, the first ones to, to say something, uh, and they say a lot of stuff, and they just hope it sticks. Sometimes, so just be careful when you're looking at news. Uh, you keep keep in mind the source and where it's coming from, uh, and things like that. But there are just a ton of choices out there for you to get your news from, and a lot of times, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take the news from who we who we believe in. So if you're a Democrat, you're probably gonna get your news from CNN. If you're a Republican, you're probably gonna get your news from uh, Fox News. It just, uh, you know, we have that, and it's all it's all geared toward us, the consumer. So just keep that in mind. The the news stations, uh, they know their audience, and so they're going to play to their audience. So we we talk, oh, CNN so left leaning, or Fox is so right leaning. Well, that's because that's who watches their show. You're going to play to your audience. So just remember that. Okay. Um. Entertainment versus the news. Now, one of the big things to remember is that these networks, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, whoever else you can think of, most of those people are motivated by making money. And they want clicks on their websites. They want eyeballs on their news stations and on their print things. All right. When they when they put out print stories, they want eyeballs because they need to sell, sell, sell. So sometimes we look at the entertainment value uh, or the media looks at the entertainment value versus the actual news. All right. Um, and it's just a, a part of of the, the way we are and the part of the system. The fact that sometimes the news, I mean, uh, the news has to be entertainment sometimes. And that's what's going to get reported on are those uh, stories that are most likely to not only tell the news, but also to entertain. Uh, trial balloons, those are intentional leaks from the politicians, and they want to see what's going to happen. So if there's a big decision in Congress coming up, and let's say you know we got the, the abortion stuff here in Georgia, uh, let's say there's a federal law out there on the, on the, on the table to be uh, passed. And there's congressmen that might let slip or leak some information out there that, hey, Congressman Chris Daniels is thinking about saying yes to this bill. Well, that gets out and then they can judge the reaction of the people. All right. Hey, Chris Daniels is thinking voting no for this bill and they can judge the reaction. And then if it's positive, then, hey, I'll go with that. If it's negative, then I'll, I'll step back and I'll make a decision. You're based on that. So, you know, there there's that uh, sound bites. This is what the world we live in is little short blips uh, and clips of speeches and talks and events and things like that. Uh, the PowerPoint side, if you watch that in 1968, the typical soundbite was 40 seconds. Now it's less than eight seconds. And that was in 2004. We have a shorter attention span. We're not going to put stuff up there for a long time. So when you see a clip, just keep in mind, please, please, please keep in mind that the media or whoever's showing that clip has specifically pulled that piece. A lot of times they don't tell the whole story, especially if you're seeing eight to 10 seconds of a, of a speech or something like that. All right. So if you're worried about what they say, 
or if it, you felt that's controversial or whatever it might be, try and find the full clip so you can get the context of what they said stuff in. All right. Uh, bias in the news. This is the assignment you're going to be doing on Friday or did on Friday is looking at the bias. A lot of people think that there's a liberal bias in the media. Uh, and, you know, uh, that we're all human. So I'm sure that people have their their political beliefs and leanings and you know, reporters are like that, too. They're not supposed to. You know, they're supposed to just report the news and, and that's it. Uh, but, you know, your beliefs are going to be come through sometimes in what you say, and what you write uh, and all that sort of stuff. Um so, but to answer the question, is there a liberal bias? I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I don't, I, I don't have a good answer there. All right. Um, policy agenda. The media gets to drive the policy agenda uh, because they kind of decide, you know, what's going to be uh, out there uh, on the news. All right. Um and sometimes it's driven by the politicians. You know, they if they start talking about subjects and things like that, and the media kind of runs with that. Sometimes it's the media driving what's stuff on the policy agenda. But the media plays a big role here because if they don't tell us about it, we might not know about it. Okay. Um, oops. Um, <clears throat> the um, well, I'll just move on. Uh, the whole Flint water thing, Flint, Michigan water thing. Uh, very concerning, problematic, and it's a very bad situation. But to be honest with you, the media wasn't making a big deal about it. There's a good chance I wouldn't have any idea that it was happening. All right, because it doesn't affect me. I'm a thousand miles away, two thousand, however far Michigan is from here. All right, uh, it's not really my concern. I don't know anybody from Michigan, so I wouldn't know about it. But the media has made it a big deal. They've made it part of the policy agenda. Okay. Uh, the media is a Lincoln institution. <clears throat> Hopefully you have an idea of what the media does, how they link us with the watchdog function they, they, they provide um, and just getting the good and the bad to us and then vice versa. You know, if, if something's going wrong and we get somehow get on the media, on the news and our politicians can see that, then that alerts them. Hey, that's a concern to the people back home. That's a concern to my constituents. I need to address that. And it goes back to that policy agenda also. All right. Um, last thing is tip, we typically focus on the president and not Congress. You know, the president has a whole press corps that's, that's following him around. Congress, eh, sort of, you know, the Speaker of the House, the leadership positions, they have that stuff. But, um, you know, that we don't have uh, a reporter for all 535 congressmen um, that, that follow those people around. There are people who are dedicated to Congress. Um, anyway, so that's, uh, you know, that's why the press, it's easier to, to deal with one person <clears throat> than it is to deal with 535 people. But if you really are interested in, in Congress, you can always watch C-SPAN and you know, they, they focus on the Senate and the house. Um, and so you can watch that kind of stuff. And, uh, anyways, there is that. Hopefully, uh, this was not too bad for you. Uh, and you got the media stuff. Don't forget if you're listening to this, um, that we do have a quiz on Monday. All right. Bye-bye.